Pastor Joe. And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. What's so funny? Why are you laughing? We haven't even started and you're laughing. Is it something I, do I look funny? Because you just like, she'll push the button and you're automatically like nonverbal. You just like. What do you, you mean I'm nonverbal? No one's up. ever accused me of being you nonverbal. Freeze up. All I know is we hit go and you started laughing. Like, like what did I do? I laugh at you 99% of our marriage. No, you know what? I think what we really need to do is I know you feel like there's a need to set the record straight because I told a sermon illustration on Sunday. I do need a rebuttal. Okay. Well, so so that was some, one of your friends said to you, when do you get to get on stage and tell all your stories on Joe? So Joe gets up on the stage. It had to do a little bit of our our podcast last week. I was talking about we defining were, the relationship. Yeah, and we were telling, you know, we told you our story. I think we even told you what movie we went to last week in... Um, in in the podcast, so Joe took me to GI Jane for our first date, and I told the whole church that, and they thought it was hilarious. But I was ribbing yeah. myself. But then he goes and tells everybody as like I came and said, "Hey, so what are we? Like, are we boyfriend <laughs> girlfriend?" Well, that's how I remember like, it going down. What? Let's define the real. Let's DTR this. <laughs> First of all, I first of all, we did cared, not say let's DTR this. I could have cared less what you called things because you were like, "Look, I just want you to know that we are just good friends." <laughs> so you don't disagree with my story? I did not initiate it. I think that's the real issue because that's a big issue for me. <laughs> Joe's stories. You definitely need to meet me in the lobby to find out <laughs> if it was 100% true or 95% oh, come on. true. No, they're all true. Yeah, it was true, except I did not. You you made it sound like I initiated, like like I was hung up on this title. You were hung up on the title. You're hung you, up on you titles. You think I was the one that started the... No, I said to the church, I very much, I was very clear, and, and don't listen to Kirsten because everything I say is 100% true. I promise you. I think through these things. I'm very... So... You are not 100% true. I did uh, not initiate the DTR. Okay. If you go back and listen to the sermon, I'm almost 100%... I have not listened to it, but I'm almost 100% okay, certain... we need to play it wait, back. Wait a minute. I'm almost no, 100... we need to play it back. I'm almost 100% certain that I said... I don't recall exactly who started this conversation, or but eventually we started to, you know what, I'll tell you what, just listen to it right now, and we'll see what happens. When my wife Kirsten and I first started liking each other back in college, I mustered up the courage to ask her out one day, and to my surprise, she said yes. I asked her to go see a movie with me. She said she'd love to go see a movie with me. And so I was thinking, it's got to be the right movie. It's got to be the perfect movie. It, it can't be a cheesy movie, but it can't be all blood and guts. And it's got to be uh, romantic, but it's got to be good drama. And, and I started to look at all the movies that were available the, the night that I asked Kirsten to go on a date with me. And so, I, I, and you can rib me for this later. <laughs> Our very first date, I took her to see... G.I. Jane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Even, tell, even saying it, even saying it, it's embarrassing, okay? 
There were a few moments in that movie, I was like, I cannot believe I'm sitting here. But, but um, we survived that first night and, and she went out with me again. And uh, we started spending more, more time together. And, and those first few weeks, I was thinking, man, she's pretty cool. She's a pretty cool girl. In those first few weeks, she was thinking, okay, and on our wedding day, we're going to do this. And we're going to, no, no, she, no, she it wasn't quite that. But I remember uh, a little bit of time into that early days of that relationship, we had our DTR. I don't remember how it came up or, or who brought it up first, but I do remember we had a conversation one night and, and, and eventually it came out. So what are we? And I think she said something to the effect of, so are you my boyfriend? Am I your girlfriend? What are we? I'm like, oh, we're having that conversation. <laughs> and I said, I responded to her by saying this. Again, I think I've grown a lot since this moment in my life, but I said, well, I guess I would define us as good friends. <laughs> oh no. I know it's a miracle I'm married today. But even, but even through all that, what became apparent over the next couple of months is that, hey, I think this thing's got the, the legs to go the distance till death do us part. And we fell madly in love with each other in the months ahead. And, and I guess the rest is history. And I'm happy to tell you, I'm still head over heels over this woman 25 years later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, did you hear all the boos you just got? There did were you no hear? boos. There were no boos. I heard some, oh, and I heard a lot of laughter. I thought people were like. Back it up. You did say, I'm not sure who initiated this, but I think she asked. I did not. <laughs> I, I don't know who said it, but she came and asked me, what are we? I did not. Hey, this is 25 years ago. That's how I recall it. I did not. I thought. I, well, somehow we got into what you remember having to define the relationship conversation. And she had planned things to do on the wedding day. How weird can you get? I was joking. <laughs> I, I even said I was joking. <laughs> My eyeballs were like, what was, is he saying? No, I was trying to draw a contrast. You know, like like sometimes women get accused of, you know, planning oh, way ahead. Oh, and, my and word. And all I said was, you know, those first few weeks, I thought she's a pretty cool girl. And you had already had her wedding planned. It was I, a joke. I it was will a cheap- say this. I will say this. You did come and ask me if you could give this illustration and share this story. I did. And I did give you permission. I guess I should scrutinize a little bit more. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that because I don't just tell stories on us. I, I know. I if it's a personal story, and I would consider that a personal kind of a well, personal for sure. story. And oh, sure, I was I was trying to get a few laughs. There's I no ju- there's no doubt about that. But but what you said at the end was sweet. Yes. And kind. Yes. But it doesn't make up for the fact that I did not initiate the DTR. Okay, so let's let's just establish <laughs> this right now. Kirsten did not initiate the DTR. Thank you. And thank you. Her exact question to me was not, "So what are we? Are we a boyfriend and a girlfriend?" Don't but I remember that. us talking about it. Yeah. Did it I was, say that? Yeah, it was. You were very concerned about 
our title. No, I do remember that. We went that. to a small, you're right. We went to a small Bible college and relationship status was weird there and it, relationships period were weird there. Yeah. If you were walking to the library with someone of the opposite like, sex. So when are you guys getting married? <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was super weird. So I do get that. You, mean you didn't go to Ozark Christian college, to get your MRS degree. No, that was, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Oh my word. Anyway, no, we, it was, you did get my permission. I do appreciate that. You do ask the boys when you talk about them in your sermon, but I did not initiate. Did you know, did you know that the boys said to me a while back that, Hey dad, you can tell any illustration, any story you want on us, but you're going to have to pay us. I, they're smart. <laughs> they're I like, should have charged you. They like, like, Daddy, we want to, we want five that, bucks in illustration. Yeah, that that one you just gave, told to the church that was a twenty dollars story. <laughs> so you notice I don't talk about my boys ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I told him. I said my stories are not for sale, and I'm not going to pay you, but I will get your permission. Yeah, and that is do. something that probably is a carryover from my dad. My dad would. All the time, if he wanted to tell a story, he would just say, hey, I want to tell this story because it's going to illustrate this point. Do you care? It's got you in it. Do you care? And most of the time I didn't care because I don't, I don't know. I don't embarrass easy or whatever, but. Yeah. But we're an open book. Can't you tell? We have a <laughs> microphone in front of our face. <laughs> tell who wants to listen. Our crazy stories. Oh but. my. Well, okay. So the, you feel like the record is set straight now? Yeah, I just I needed to clear the air and I'm going to really publicize this this podcast. Make sure everybody knows. <laughs> we'll call this one setting the record Set straight. Setting the record straight. But no. you will affirm that the essence of the story is true. We did talk about our relationship we status and we did. We, did we had to because you were heading off to Portland, Oregon and I was going to maybe go to Haiti and we were trying to figure out if what were if we? We were thinking this was for the we we had long to de- term thing. We had to define the relationship, and the whole point I even uh, told that I, story. I will back up and say I did know I was going to marry you way before we even had that conversation. This is very true. She will say that she knew we were getting married before our first kiss. Yep. Yep. And you went home and you told your whole family at Thanksgiving. I believe it was at Thanksgiving that, you that met I knew your I was going to marry you. Yep. Well, and that was right after I broke up with you, though, right? Exactly. We were, <laughs> my mom goes, you're not even dating him. I go, but I know I'm going to marry him. So there's that. She just knew. And, and we hadn't, we- yeah, you're right. We hadn't even, some people would say that's weird, but we hadn't we had waited a, a long kiss time. or anything. So. Yeah. We just, we had a very slow roll to get to know each other. You were just perfect from the second I met you. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say. So anyway, today we actually, last week we ha- were sharing Oreos together. And then today we have a little bit more serious topic. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is about to get serious. So we have this incredible person. Incredible. Um, her name is Laura Manley. And honestly, the first time you meet her, she is, she's just a neat person. She's special. I, I don't know she how really to is. describe her very well, except for she's an exceptional person. She's sharp. She's beautiful. She's got this great heart and she's going to share her story with us today. And she leads a ministry here, um, called rise up mm-hmm. and she, um, she's a volunteer. Yeah. yeah. It's an abortion recovery ministry that we started here at the church. We call it rise up. 
and it has had tremendous impact. So she's going to share her story next with us, and we're excited for you to, to hear it. We are joined today by a very special lady that's uh, part of our church family and in charge and leading a wonderful ministry that has helped quite a few people. Uh, I'd like to welcome Laura Manley. Welcome, welcome Laura, to Laura. her podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is not an easy ministry I can't imagine leading, but it's something that I know that you're passionate about. And ever since we met you, you have just this... I, I don't know, just this radiance about you. I think you just are a, a strong, glow. No, it's a but glow. She's a strong, <laughs> sharp person, and you've always really impressed me. And so when you came to uh, Joe one day and said, Hey, I want to lead this ministry, so tell us a little bit about Rise Up and, and how this all even came about. Wow. Uh, Rise Up is a. Um, post-abortion healing ministry. We use a book called Forgiven and Set Free uh, as a Bible study tool because that's what this is about. This is about God Mm -hmm. and bringing healing into the lives of women who have had abortions. Um, Women who've had abortions may have an almost immediate reaction Mm -hmm. to it and go, I regret this, or they may stuff it Mm-hmm. So far down, it takes years for it to bubble back up, mm-hmm. and they realize they have this this pain and hurt and shame around that abortion, and it mm-hmm. just eats at them. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. It ate at me for years. Mm-hmm. I confessed my sin to God, and I knew in my head I was forgiven, mm-hmm. but it just never kind of made it down to my heart. It was just like you did this. How could you have done this? You know? Mm. And so it ate at me for years, but I, I'm healed. I'm fine. You know? Mm. And, uh, I had this lovely lady in, um, Pagosa Springs, Colorado, who she was the head of the local pregnancy center. And I wanted to volunteer there. And she's one of the things on the questionnaire was, um, have you had an abortion? And I said, yes. And she said, Okay, you can't volunteer until you have gone through forgiven and set free. Oh wow! Because we don't, we just prefer that that yeah. those hurts and things not come up because we're in a delicate situation as it to begin with. So I I said okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought about it, and finally one Sunday on Right to Life Sunday, she always came to our church and she always spoke. And she talked about the classes and everything. And, and, and I was sitting there with, you know, my arms crossed the defensive posture. Uh-huh. And I'm healed. I don't need this. And finally, it was like the Lord said very clearly to me, Laura, it's time. Mm-hmm. Or what? Lord. <laughs> now, were you feeling at that time, because you wanted to volunteer with this organization, were you feeling at this time that you needed to continue to work on yourself or there were things that that needed to be unpacked still? or What, well, were, what was your thought process at the time when she says, you're going to need to go through this study? I don't really need it. Okay. <laughs> I'm healed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's the defensiveness that, that drags most women through this for years. Mm-hmm. And so... I finally said, okay, Lord, yes, Lord. And I went up to talk to her afterwards and said, okay, Kathy, I've got it. I'll sign up. And she said, I was praying for you this morning, and I knew this was your last chance. 
to volunteer. She said, I don't know why, Wow. but it's your last chance. Hmm. It turned out we moved about a year after I went through the class. Interesting. So God had kind of led her down that path. And so I went through forgiveness and for set free, and I fought it all the way through because mm-hmm. I'm healed. I'm just doing this so I can volunteer at the pregnancy <laughs> center. And finally, at the memorial service, I broke. Mm. I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And my poor husband was sitting there, and he was just crying for me in his yeah. heart, you know, and trying to comfort me. But that broke me. And mm. I've, I realized that God really, truly had forgiven me, and I didn't need to carry that hurt and pain around any longer. So you said memorial service. So this is a a Bible study that you went through, and then at the end... There's a memorial service. Yeah. What What we try to do is when people have an abortion, there's no process for grief. It's... It's similar to miscarriage. What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. What do you do with abortion? Mm-hmm. Society says it wasn't a baby, mm-hmm. so they don't give you any room to grieve. And that's what you have to do is grieve that mm-hmm. child. Isn't that interesting? Because society doesn't think you're grieving anything. That's correct. You're, you're grieving a medical procedure? You're uh-huh. grieving a, a what? I mean, and so, but as humans, as, as men and women created in God's image... We know different, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. And I've, I've even seen that on some social media stuff as we've tried to advertise our our rise up is what we call it, our rise up ministry. Uh, someone has said to our social media posts, what would we need to be forgiven and set free from? And yeah. so what do you say to people who, who might come to you and say that? Well, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, I look at the anger of some of the pro-choice women, Mm -hmm. the way they scream and and everything, and I'm going, boy, is that the pain from the abortion that's coming out? I don't know. Yeah. But sometimes I think that may be part of it. Or it's like a a pendulum that swings so extremely the opposite way. They don't want to feel the hurt. They don't want to feel any pain. And so they're instead maybe even a little bit more obnoxious about it. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I look at it as a self-defense mechanism, mm. sort of like mine. Mm. But um, I guess I would say to that person, you know, you may not feel that you need this Bible study, that you have anything that you need to deal with about the abortion, but a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. And so we're offering this for these these women and men, because men go through some of the same pain. Oh, wow. Um, you have your mother mantle, and you've got your father mantle. And the man, he may have encouraged the woman, or he mm. may have tried to stop the woman. Either way, he may feel guilt about that yeah, later. Yeah. And if he tried to stop the woman, and she went ahead with it, then he's he's failed in God's eyes as to what God made him to be, which is a father. Mm-hmm. That's what he feels, that yeah. he's failed in God's eyes. And so that mother mantle and that father mantle need healing. Mm-hmm. So, And it's part of the soul, mm-hmm. and only God can heal the soul. And that's why we need the Bible study. For sure. Well, and it couldn't be any more timely, to be quite honest with you. I know that, you know, people have been having abortions for many years, and mm-hmm. I still, you know, I will have ladies come up to me, um, and uh, and they'll confess that years later, 
And, you know, Laura, something that, uh, that, um, I, I found surprising as I got back, you know, as I got into ministry and, um, you know, and I, I talk and meet with lots and lots of people, but, um, the amount of, of women who have for, for even moved by the end of the service or we, or it comes up in the sermon and they'll, they'll come confess that to me. And I, and, and I had an, an incident a while back where a lady just came and said, you know, Hey, uh, this is a part of my, my past. She said, I have a Roe v. Way baby in heaven. Mm. And, and, um, and what struck me was her age. Cause you know, when you think about abortion, you think that this is something that young women are doing currently, and we yeah. currently mm-hmm. that like, this is, but, but what we sometimes I think in the church failed to, to remember or to acknowledge is that, that Roe v. Wade goes all the way back to the seventies. Mm-hmm. And so there is trauma and there is pain associated with that women have carried with them for decades and exactly. decades and decades. So you would think that maybe this is something that a younger woman would come up and say, I, I did this. But what I'm finding more times than not, that it's, it's, it's those ladies that have carried this with them for years and years who are grandmothers and great grandmothers now who are dealing with this for the very first time. And, um, and I, and I found that, that surprising, you know, cause it kind of caught me off guard a little bit when, um, especially since we started rise up and it's becoming more of this healing ministry within, within our church. And, and that was just an observation. That I was it's just something thought, we're talking about more and more in our church because it is a ministry that we have. And so more and more women are coming up to, you know, to us and, and saying something. And so, yeah, it's, it's women of all ages, really. It's not, and men, mm-hmm. it's not just a certain age group, a certain age category that this is dealing with. Yeah. And and you asked earlier about the memorial service and I never got around to that. Um, mm-hmm. We got off on another little trail there. I might have gotten you off track. I'm <laughs> good at that, you know. I'm good at that. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Um, but the more memorial service is to get put a face and a name, face as best you can, mm-hmm. to that child mm. so that child can be grieved properly. And so... We ask them to name the child. We ask them, do you think you know maybe the sex of the mm. child? And, you know, I think most women do. Oh, wow. It's, it's amazing how God manages to do that. Um, I sensed right off the bat that mine was a boy. Mm. And I, to me, he looks like his father. Mm. Uh, and I'll see him someday in heaven. But mm-hmm. to name him, he becomes real. Mm-hmm. And now I get to celebrate that life. And we give them a certificate of life mm-hmm. and, and talk about the date that the child, approximate date that the child would have been born. Mm-hmm. And it just it just kind of breaks through that crust. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now I can I can acknowledge this child mm-hmm. to myself, to my family, to my to the world. Mm-hmm. And it just it makes a huge difference in the how they how they go on with their lives. And God will continue to heal them. Every time I go through this class, he heals more things than me. Yeah. That's right. Not necessarily having to do with the abortion. Sometimes, yes, he brought some things to mind the last time I went through it. I went, where'd that come from? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so he just keeps healing. Yeah. So how many weeks is this um, Bible study? It's 10 weeks. 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Okay. And it's a two-hour class. Um, and it may or may not take two hours, depending on how many people are in it. Yeah. 
but uh, it's, and it's confidential. That's what I know. That which totally, is, yeah, totally. We don't share anything that's said in those classes. Yeah. It is the quintessential safe environment. Exactly. You know where, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can absolutely come and confidential confidentiality, and the women involved with it, and you and the other leaders, you maintain maintain a high level of of confidentiality and relationship and trust. Yes. Because you know, I would imagine with this subject matter we're talking about, um, I mean, not everybody's ready to just unpack their story. No. It, you know, it, it, the, the ministry that you're doing, I know it's having an impact and I can see the results of it. And I've done two of the memorial services. Yes. I've preached at two of them. Yes. So I, I, I know. I remember when you came home. And very moving. Yeah. He, he was very moved by that. Well, you know, I'm not in the rise up study. So when I, I come in at the memorial service and, and it is, it's, it's as well done and put together as any memorial service you'd have for anybody. I came home that night and I told Kirsten, like, wow, I was not prepared for that. Yeah. You know, that, that I, it was moving. You know, it was mm-hmm. very, very moving. And, but, um, you know, this, this whole subject of abortion really is an issue that's confronting the church this day, these days yes. in a big time way, you know, with the overturn of Roe v. Way, which, which everybody should celebrate. Everybody should celebrate Absolutely. that. Every Christian should celebrate that. I don't know why we don't celebrate that more. Mm-hmm. I told the church, um, uh, the next time I preached after that mm-hmm. decision came down, I'm like, you got to understand this is uh, 49 years of Christians praying for this day. Yeah, absolutely. This is a 49 year old prayer request, if you will, 50 year old prayer request, and, and we need to celebrate that. Um, but that didn't mean abortion went away. It right. just meant it got it came back to this to the to the state level to decide, and and now we're in a war all over again over, over this mm-hmm. issue. That's right. I'm grateful that we're a part of a state that's banned abortion. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. You know, I, I'm thankful that we that that those uh, provisions were put in place for the day that you know that we would see this. And but that doesn't mean the fight's over. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it this is conversation not. is over. Yeah, I think anybody can go five minutes north of here in Missouri and, yes. and, and have that procedure done and have one of those. But so it doesn't end, but let me tell you what, what I love about rise up is that nobody is coming to rise up. There's not one leader in rise up and it's not even the makeup of our church family to look down in judgment of anybody that's had no. this in their past um, to it's, it's not a gotcha. You're exposed now. It, it's none of that. Mm. It truly is one of those ministries in our church that I think, it, 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 like Jesus would like to sit in the room with mm-hmm. you and be a part of this with you. He's like, this is why I died Called on the cross for you. And He's we're going to, we're absolutely, yeah. we're going to walk <laughs> through this there. together. And that's what I love about rise up and why I continue to be a champion of this ministry. Um, and hope it will continue to thrive and grow because it is, it, it it's, it's not about, you know, exposing you. It's about healing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about yeah. it. It's, 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 it's about grace and mercy and forgiveness and, and I, that's one thing I would like for these for anybody listening this to understand that um, this is about the recovery, grace, healing. new life, healing, yeah. and um, yeah, I love and, it. And we said this earlier that it's confidential, but I think that um, if anyone who's listening or anyone who knows someone who's listening to this um, and hearing Laura's story and being brave and sharing your personal story, but that you can go to our website and 
actually get be able to communicate with Laura directly. So if you go to newlifenwa.com slash rise up, there's a contact form at the bottom of that page. Um, you'll actually see Laura's story on video and a few other brave women who've shared their story as well. Um, via video, but on the bottom of that page, there's a contact form. So you can reach out and, and contact Laura directly about your questions about this ministry, um, about her personally leading this ministry and stuff like that. So if you're interested or know someone who is, um, what a great way to reach out and be able to get in contact with you directly. Yes. And I would absolutely love that. Uh, Joe, you were talking about women who uh, couldn't, didn't want to, don't want to share because they feel they're going to be judged, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what stops women. They they think they're going to be shamed and judged yep. and condemned, and um, that's every one of the um, evaluations that we've gotten back mm-hmm. have said something in some way or another to the effect that there's just no judgment. Oh, yeah. Good. None. And, That's uh, good. Laura, what, what, what would you say beyond that? I want to piggyback on what you just said there. Let's say there's a lady here listening to this podcast and, um, and she has this in her past and she may not even be able to put words exactly on what she's feeling. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where she, it's unresolved conflict in her spirit. Maybe it's been a recent thing or maybe it's been going on for decades. What, what advice would you give somebody that's walked that road to the, to the young lady or the older lady who is listening to this going, I wonder, I wonder if this is for me. I would urge her to call me. Hmm. Even if she doesn't sign up right away, if I can at least talk to her and walk her through the program and, and talk to her about my story and how it's helped me and how I have had the privilege of sitting there watching and laughing almost sometimes as God heals these Mm. wonderful women Mm -hmm. uh, and brings them to a place they never dreamed they could come to again of joy, Mm. joy. And and I get to sit there and be part of that. And I go, thank you, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But I would love to talk to her Mm -hmm. and I would go have coffee as many times as she wants (laughs) and, and see if we can work it out and, Maybe not at this time, maybe the next time in her timing. Exactly. It was my timing. Yeah. It had to be when I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what was neat that you shared that you were not, you didn't just jump right into it oh, right no, away. You had no. to think about it, pray about it, yeah. took your time, and as well as that leader was praying for you oh, and yes. the timing of all that. And I think neat. what you said was key. You said, call me, which is essentially what you're saying without saying you're not alone. Exactly. And because this is one of those sins, this is one of those things that we suffer silently, right? Exactly. And I think women have the impression that it's a sin that God really can't forgive. Mm. I, I think I'm forgiven, but surely God can't forgive this sin. He can forgive all. Sin is sin. Right. And he, Jesus put it all on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so it's there for them. Right. This healing is there for them. And this knowledge that my baby is in heaven and I'm going to see that baby and that I am forgiven. 
and I can I can celebrate and I can be free and dance and and all the things I haven't done for years because I have been so burdened down That's... with the suffering of this abortion, whether it's buried or not, it's there. Mm-hmm. And there there's bitterness and there's anger at the people at the abortion clinics that don't tell you what those consequences are going to be that just put you through the process and you get out and you go, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And um, then you have to live with it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because of the confidentiality, um, we can't really say everything we want to say, especially about some of the victory side of this thing. But what I would encourage everybody to is go to the website, go to the contact page, and you'll get to see some of those victory stories. Oh, but I, sure. I wish I wish we could sit there and tell you all of these ladies' victory stories who have gone through this thing and <laughs> you know, being at the memorial service, walking through this and 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 getting to be have a little glimpse, the the little special part that I get to play in it. Um, I can tell you it works and it's great. And I would want that. I, I I hope, Laura, that this ministry just continues to grow. I hope there's people that might be listening to this that go, we need that at our church. Yeah. We yeah. need that at our church, too. And if that's you right now going, we need this at our church, give us a call. Yeah, fill and, out well. that contact form, and, and Laura will definitely get you the information that you need. But thank you, Laura, for sharing your story. Yeah, I, you are welcome. But before we go, when's the next Rise Up group starting? I don't think we've said that yet. It's quick. It's soon. It actually begins February 27th here, but we have it going on regularly throughout the year. So we'll do a session, then we'll take a, a, a little short season off, and then you'll kick one off again. Is that right? Yes, in the fall. It's already scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's starting February 27th. Soon. It's in the evening here at New Life. Um, but like I said, if you're listening and you're not in Northwest Arkansas and you can't be here, then make sure you contact Laura through that contact form and she'll get you in contact with. And it's not just for women. That's right. It is for men too. It absolutely men. Cause just like for all the reasons you said just a minute ago, you know, they experienced the pain and suffering of loss, whether it was, they were, um, you know, on board with it at the time or not on board, or they found exactly. out later they've got, they, they need healing as well. So it is not just for women. It is for men too. So the ministry is called rise up. Laura Manley is the leader of it meets here at new life Christian church and it's open uh, for anybody. Just give us a call, fill no. out the contact form. Yeah. You can actually fill out the registration at, which is confidential as well. Yep. Um, and that's on our registration page at newlifenwa.com. And so thank you, Laura. Thanks for leading it. Oh, you're welcome. And to all you out there, I can, I can say pretty confidently, this will be the best 10, 10 weeks of your life. Hard, but the best 10 weeks. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes in the link for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood, not a car show.